for anyone who loves barbecue, open fire cooking, outdoor cooking. What I do is, is what I am. Streaming worldwide, only on Embrace TV. Done. Right here. It's about to get delicious. You are going to learn how to conquer Charlie. Welcome to the Smoke Show. Welcome to another Smoke Show podcast by Embers TV. I, one of your hosts, Carlos Bradley, also known as Smoke and Vine on social media, joined by our other host, Jeremy Yoder, the mad scientist of barbecue. Jeremy, how are you doing today? I'm great. I'm getting a, a new smoker delivered today and get to play with fire. It's always a good day. I'm a little jealous that I'm not there because I, I would love to uh, to see you light up that thing for the first time. Yeah, yeah. I should, for posterity's sake, I should record that. But usually I, I cook on a pit for quite a bit before anybody sees any kind of footage of me cooking on it. Yeah, that, that would be, that, you know, it's it's like, the, you know, the unboxing videos. Those are those are big on YouTube. Those are people. People love unboxing videos like unboxing a new offset that could be that could be a cool idea um jeremy we have a a really awesome guest with us today um someone that i have you know recently met over the last few months and have grown to love and cherish and adore um and i think that you've known him a little bit longer than i have and so if you would not mind introducing today's podcast guest yeah our guest today is somebody i met at windy city smoke out i believe it was two years ago um, and I hadn't really heard of, uh, his company before, um, or if I had heard of it, I hadn't really registered, but we got to hang out that weekend and, uh, just a, a really fun guy. And, uh, he's doing his level best to convince me that rotisseries are, uh, the, the future of barbecue. They, they make the very best barbecue. I'm, I'm still reluctant, but I'm a hundred percent willing to try. And so he's Mike Miller from M&M barbecue company. And they do both big offsets that are beautiful, by the way, in terms of like how how handsome a smoker can be. That's really um, kind of top notch there. Uh, and then they do the big time rotisseries that you may have seen at Goldie's and some other top barbecue restaurants. So in terms of uh, presence among the very best barbecue <laughs> cooks in the world, they they have a strong showing. So. They uh, aren't in everybody's backyard yet, but I think it's probably a matter of time before uh, things kind of trickle down from, you know, what people see the very best in Texas doing um, to the point where it reaches their backyard, because generally that's the way it works. And so Mike is usually busy um, uh, building pits, but today he took some time out of his schedule to talk to us. So welcome, Mike. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing awesome. Thanks for that introduction, man. I love it. Makes me feel good. Carlos, I love you too, buddy. I love you too, buddy. Appreciate that. And I mean, Jeremy's not kidding. In 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 like, I feel like every day there's a video of another rotisserie, a shiny, new, beautiful rotisserie going to one of the top, you know, barbecue spots in the country. And um it, it it's really cool to see. And it's happening so much that I'm sure that it's um, you know, it's causing quite a stir in the barbecue community. And, uh, well, and I'm excited that we get to talk a little bit about that today. Yeah, it's been, it's been really awesome. I mean, getting to work with, um, some of these chefs, pit masters that we've been able to work with it, you know, uh, it's been, it's been an honor really. And, um, having the trust of some of these guys, especially, especially on the rotisserie side, that's never cooked on a rotisserie, you know, that's, you know, 
that's um, you know said to me, hey, I'm 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 trying this just you know uh, from what I've seen and what I'm hearing and from you, you know, and and for people to put that faith in me and you know and Matt, and it, it means a lot. It means a lot to me, and uh, I care deeply for barbecue, especially Texas barbecue. You know, I, I've I've been in this for a long time, you know, and, and to just see how much it's exploded, uh, especially this five years or so, and then just seeing it go all over the country, man, it's just, it's been a blessing. Yeah. Well, how did you get started in barbecue? It's not, uh, it's not like they have, uh, you know, pit building majors at universities or, or anything like that. I, I, I would imagine at 99.9% of trade schools, like building an offset smoker or building a, a rotisserie barbecue is not something that's part of the curriculum. So how'd you get into it? Yeah, so I got into it uh, from my dad. Uh, my dad um, serviced rotisseries, worked on rotisseries, you know, traveled all over the nation, working on rotisseries, doing all that. So um, I I was around it as an early, early kid. I mean, like there's there's pictures of me like seven years old, you know, around around that stuff, you know, around rotisseries, around barbecue, you know. So it, it's kind of been ingrained in me, and you know, there's been many nights when I'm. 12, 13 years old, and we have a, a pit fired up, you know, and it's cold here in Texas, and we're over here huddled up by the firebox, you know, and and that's kind of where, you know, it's come from for me, and again, where the passions come from, you know, for me is uh, my dad seeing that and then getting to be able to do it myself, and then uh, as, as I got older, I, you know, it takes time to learn to work on these and all do all that stuff, and then I started traveling the nation. I started doing um, service calls all over, and, and then uh, and it's always been a passion of mine to build, you know, it's, it's always been something I really wanted to do. And so, um, you know, that, that's what we started doing. You know, I was like, man, I can fix this. I can do this. I can, I can improve on this, you know, and, and that's one of the things, especially that me and Matt talk about all the time, you know, uh, we're innovators. We want to keep innovating keep getting better and keep be getting better. And right now we're in a, in a, a beautiful time for barbecue because we're out, almost having this new generation come in. You know, uh, you have the old school way of cooking barbecue, love it, beautiful, all these things. But we also have more of an open mindedness coming now, you know, like and then top level chefs are getting into it. So the, the things that were done, we could only do it this way. We can only do it this way has now transitioned like, hey, there, there's different things that we can do uh, uh, and, and make better barbecue. At the end of the day, you put that thing, you put it in your mouth, and that thing blows you away. That's what you're looking for at, at every time. And that's what especially as Texans that we push for, you know, with our brisket mainly. You know, that's the biscuits killing. So if you, if you don't have a great biscuit here, you're, you're, you're in trouble. So, uh, you know, it, it's been really cool. Now you said something, you said the old school way of doing it and then the new school. So then I, now I have a question. Are offsets old school <laughs> or are, or are rotisseries old school? Tell me. Well, that, you know, that's actually a really good and very complicated question because <laughs> Daniel Vaughn did an article about this. He did all the legwork and did all the homework for me. Now I mess, I may mess up the dates. I had them memorized and now I've already forgot. But <laughs> the oldest traditional Texas barbecue smoker, the rotisserie is actually older. And wow. that may blame some, you know, people like, no, it's, it's only been this way. Now, no, I mean, these rotisseries have been around really in the sixties, you know, and now they have these other, uh, these offsets are like, well, no, they've been doing it for a really long time. But in Daniel Vaughn article, he couldn't find anything that predated rotisseries, the, the traditional Texas offset that we see today. So 
with that being said, there's a there's a lot of caveats there that the, the actual rotisserie is in a sense older yeah. than than the traditional offsets. But now, you know, uh I my goal is I want to see text, I want to see barbecue fry. I want to see barbecue grow. And if you are sitting here at, at, you know, uh throwing yourself and you can't and you can't produce and do all these things and you go under, is that really good for Texas barbecue? Is that really good for, you know, uh, these uh, people trying to, to make ends meet, you know? And so what I'm trying to do is show them, Hey, these rotisseries are, I say it, it, it game changers. They are, they are true game changers. Sorry. I, I actually, uh, there's a truck that just arrived in front of the house and on that truck, is a is an offset smoker built by m m barbecue company and i have to go take delivery of that so uh give me a second uh, i gotta go get this thing squared away and i'll be right back so i wonder am, am, am i gonna have a delivery from m m during this podcast at some point is that <laughs> right i mean what, what more authentic does it get to say hey you know right in the middle of a podcast that you're getting a smoker delivered yeah <laughs> so have i you? currently i currently have uh, in in my backyard, the TMG Volunteer. I have a Franklin pit, and then we're about to get the Goldies pit. So I think we have to do like a head to head to head. My workhorse nineteen seventy five is not here currently, but that would be that would be a good yeah a good four way battle. But and then it would involve running four fires. But I was thinking, what if we do like now? Let's put six briskets on all of them. And say so put six briskets on the Goldie's pit, and fit six briskets on the volunteer, and then we stack them three briskets high on the Franklin. They're like, see, they all fit six. <laughs> be perfect. You know, I I'm I'm a pretty chill dude. I don't get jealous often, but I'm super jealous that that pit is freaking arriving at his house and he gets to cook on it today. Um, so well, actually, it's pretty well, cool, man. So while he's grabbing that pit right can you tell me a little bit about what's arriving to his house yeah so he's getting the uh goalies designed m&m built uh offset so um he's got the pipe on it that's all designed by uh the goalies and johnny and crew so he's mm -hmm. getting it newly delivered that is number three and four coming out of the shop well number three coming out of the shop i'm sorry that's wild how, so how did this Goldie's um, Backyard Smoker project start? Yeah, so, it, it, you know, Johnny called me uh, and was like, hey, you know, I have an idea that I've been thinking of for years now. And he's like, I really want to do it. And you know, I I love the quality of work that y'all do. And is it something that you would be interested in doing? And I told him, and just like I've had other people come up to me and ask me, I'm like, Give me a design. Let me look at it. Let me see what we can do, and, and then we'll go from there. So he sent me the design. It was a it was sketched out on a little pad, you know, all handwritten, yeah. you know, just it, it is really back it, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Mm -hmm. So he sent it to me, and then uh, we put it in our CAD, we put it in our system, and we looked at it, and I'm like, you know, this this doesn't look too crazy because um, everything we do, even our offsets, we have so much fabrication into them, so much going on in those. I looked at it and I was like, you know, this is something that um, I think we can do because uh, uh, our backyard line that we were going to launch is more of a complicated build. You know, we hand roll that. We hand, yeah. we, we roll the firebox. We do all that, you know. So um, 
we looked at it and was like, we can do this. And I'll tell you on, when I saw it on the computer screen, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. But when I saw it in metal and saw it in person, I was like, this is, it's pretty rad looking. It, it, it's got yeah. this like, it, it's pretty cool looking. I mean, I remember the first time that, you know, it was kind of introduced on social media and just, you know, it was shiny and new and I wanted to lick it. You know, it just, it looked beautiful. And, um, you know, it, it's definitely different and it catches your eye. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, you know, I just keep saying it. I'm super jealous that Jeremy gets to cook on it today. It, so it, go ahead. Have you guys had one at the shop that you guys have been doing about it? Cause I know that obviously they have one there at Goldie's and I see, you know, Johnny and, and his crew cooking on it all the time. Do you guys have one too at the shop that you guys have been, you know, putting through the ringer and, and cooking a bunch of stuff on? Yeah. 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 So we have one at the shop that we've, that we've cooked all in here and stuff like that. I've actually brought it home. Right. I was like, man, I'm digging this so much that I'm, I'm going to bring the shop one to the house for a little while. You know, that's awesome. Teaching my wife to cook on it more and stuff like that. So we've been put, we've been put all kinds of stuff on it, all kinds. And it's, it's been rolling. It's been, you know, it's been good. It, it, the temp variation's really nice. Um, yeah. I, I like the idea that, you know, Johnny came up with, with bump stops, you know, that where you got 20, 40, you know, or 50, you know, 25 and 75. Uh, yeah. He wanted to do that because he wanted to make it easy when he's doing his videos, you know, or, or you know, when, you know, Jeremy's doing his mad science, when he's doing his, that uh, it's easy for the audience to see how much, you know, uh, he's using the dampers because personally when I'm cooking on them, uh, I, I do use the damper. I, I, yeah. I hardly ever run mine wide open. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You know, it's it, one of the things I was talking with a friend about the other day is I have never cooked on like a, like a real backyard offset. Yep. I have cooked on five hundreds and bigger. Yeah. My, my dad, uh, my, my folks have a lake house up near, up near Yosemite and they have one of those cheap offsets that you get at any hardware store that costs like 200 bucks. Like they're, it, it's a piece of crap. And yes. I've cooked, I've cooked tons of briskets on that. And it's funny. Cause I feel like those are, they're hard to use. Like they are, they are, they, <laughs> they're not friendly. They're not forgiving. Temperatures are all over the place. Like but I mean, I've, I've gotten in the groove. I've made ribs on them. I've, I've done briskets on them, but I've never used a true backyard offset. Yeah. And, and a big part of that is because every, every square inch of my backyard that is available space is taken up by pellet smokers because I'm sponsored by pellet smoker company. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Well, yeah. You know, backyard you know, there, there, there is something like uh, Bellator, you know, their, their thing, but you know, there is a sense of cooking with, you know, with real, with 1% wood. And, and, you know, as you get with these, you know, bigger, you know, bigger, you know, 50 inch, 100 gallon offsets, you know, compared to like your, uh, old Joe's or any of that stuff, which I've done, yeah. you know, I did too. I remember not too, too long ago, you know, four or five years ago, um, I traded a cooler for one. You know, and so there. I'm like, ah, you know, this will be a quick, easy one that, you know, I can do. I burned all the paint off on it the first shot. Oh, on course. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. There's so much more difficult, you know, but when yeah. you get with these, you know, 100 gallons, you know, these thicker quarter inch, you know, three eighths uh, tanks, they hold heat a whole lot better. Uh, the, yeah. the fireboxes are a lot easier because you're going to be able to get more better cold bed and with a heat retention yeah. in the firebox, you don't have to put as much wood in there. Uh, you can put bigger splits in there, which also helps with fluctuation of, uh, 
temperatures and stuff. And then, you know, so, uh, they do get tremendously easier from what you're kind of used to. So, uh, you know, like the, the, the goalies one I've been cooking on has been actually a, a treat. It is, it's been pretty easy to cook on. Man. So those are already starting to roll out for the most part, or yes. like they're just starting to roll out to, to orders. Um, have you guys been super happy with the kind of the, the, the response and the amount of orders and, and just, uh, it, you know, it, it seems like there's a lot of buzz around that Goldie's, um, offset. Yeah. Um, so they're just now rolling out. We haven't, uh, we've only, uh, he's getting, what I say? Third, third one. So second, third one. So, uh, third, yeah. um, so they're just now leaving. So we're about to see what the, what the response really is really soon. You know, um, that's awesome. Yeah. So we're, I mean, we're, it's cool. You know, I, I think, you know, same thing with our company, you know, when you, when we try to do things outside the box, a lot of people are like, mm -hmm. how, how dare you, don't you do that? No, you can't do that. And you know, that's not the way we do things. We always are like, well, let's put, we can push on better here. Cause again, at the end of the day, we want to put out the baddest pits possible and, and yeah. you know, and make it as badass. or sorry, I don't mean to cause make it as cool as possible for a, <laughs> for the customer, you know, yeah. at, at the end of the day, you know, what, if the customer were to let, let's just say, maybe not even on the commercial side, on the backyard side, if they get this, if they get an offset and when they use it once or twice and they're like, I don't like this, that does nobody mm -hmm. good for barbecue. You want them to go, man, I love this thing. And I want to keep cooking on it. I want to keep doing this, man. They've made this, this, and this. I mean, that's why you see Traegers have blown up and all these other things, but you know, we can make traditional offsets, even backyard ones, uh, fun to cook on. Now what I want, I want a backyard rotisserie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now that's a whole different level. Those are fun. That is actually, yeah. I, 99% of the time, if I'm cooking anything at the house, Christmases, holidays, anything like that, I cook on my backyard rotisserie. It is same thing I used earlier. It's a game changer. It is so cool. You're using real log. You're using the real thing. Uh, and the product that it puts out is phenomenal. You know, when I um, when I win the lottery, I'm I'm you're the first call, and I'm ordering one. <laughs> yes. Dude, I'll say that. <laughs> I mean, it was funny. Um, you know, we my wife, she's sending me you know houses, and like you know, we live in California, the Bay Area, which is great, but it's just expensive as hell. And so she yeah. sends me houses that she sees in like Frisco and Plano, and you know, all over like Texas area, Texas Hill Country, and whatnot, and. And there's just so much space and there's so much room and their backyards yeah. are huge. And, you know, we, we want a property with a little bit of land. And I think, it, man, it would be so badass to have like almost a full size, just rotisserie in your backyard. Yep. Especially for the like, amount of like, you know, parties that we throw and all that kind of stuff. It'd be, it'd be super cool. Which is great. Cause we actually have the, so we have four different ones. We have the backyard, then we have the 240, which is mm -hmm. a step up from that, which is, it's still nice to have a new backyard it still can go in there and then you have the fat one there one thousand which that one will cook up to 60 briskets at a time so that that's when it gets in the monster territory then you get into 2000 let's go 72 plus you know it, it just gets even bigger than you know it gets huge so yeah uh, but the 240 in the backyard man they're they're awesome to cook on so you know i don't know how much you can talk about this or how much you even want to talk about this but like it seems from social media, the majority of like energy around what you guys are doing right now is kind of around the rotisserie. Would you say that, that that's like the biggest kind of book of business that you guys have right now, or is it still kind of, it's all over the place? 
Um, well, you know, I won't say yes. I will say rotisseries. Um, we do sell significantly more rotisseries than we do offsets. Um, our offsets were still a year plus backed up because again, we got ours NSF ETL certified. We've changed the way that they flow again. We want to make sure that it's great on the customer, but, uh, rotisseries are definitely our may our major. It's a major jam for us. You know, uh, yeah. we roll on those. and you know, the times are getting tough and this is, this is something that I'm going to be doing some YouTube videos and stuff like that. I'm going to be showing, uh, some really cool content, you know, uh, on them. And, yeah. you know, again, being, you know, uh, I care, I care for every person that buys a pit from us and even ones that don't, you know, I'll, I'll always help if somebody calls, ask for advice on different pits and all that stuff, you know, I'll help. But you know, the one thing about the rotisseries is that they are true game changers. You know, yeah. these can be marriage savers. These can be business savers. And <laughs> right now it's true. I've, I've had guys call me like, maybe save my marriage. I wasn't well, even, I've never home, you know, and it, it, it's funny that it's funny that you say that because, and, and I mean, whenever you start cooking lots of barbecue and people start eating your barbecue, the first thing, why don't you open a place? Why don't you open a restaurant? Yes. And I get that all. I mean, also, I'm in California. I'm in the Bay Area. There's really no good, you know, text. Well, I shouldn't say that. There's people doing pop ups that are doing really good Texas style barbecue. You know, there's Matt Horn in Oakland, but that's pretty like that's an more than an hour away from me. And so people are always like, Carlos, open a spot, open a spot. And I'm always I want to stay married. <laughs> if I open a restaurant, like I, I've done restaurants, I actually did sushi restaurants, you know, 12, 15 years ago. Um, but I wasn't married when I was doing, that's how I met my wife at, at one of the sushi restaurants that, that we had. Um, you're married to, a, you know, if you open a, a spot, you're married to it. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, barbecue is one of the most difficult thing to run, you know? And, yeah. and again, that's why rotisseries are so awesome, you know, because you there, there are still, it's still the art of barbecuing. You still have, you know, that all wood. I mean, we don't put no gas, we don't put no fans, we don't put no heater elements. We grow with a natural flow. They're very similar to an offset, just 10 times more efficient. You know, yeah. uh, you'll, you know, you save a ton of money. If you, you know, if you have uh, a place that's doing about a million in sales or so, it, you know, it, it saves you 18, 20, $22,000, maybe even a bit more, you know, because we only yeah. did it at, yeah, one of my customers actually crunched a number for me. He did a lot for me because he's like, I want you to have real numbers, you know, and yeah, and he did it at only one hour of saving a labor a day, which is it's way more than that now, you know. And right now, it's it's I won't say there's an attack, but it's very tough to be a small business right now, and it's extremely tough to be in the barbecue business. And yeah. like, you know, this is this is something that you can put out amazing top number one, you know, uh, product. I mean, yeah. product. And, uh, and still be able to maintain and still be able to actually make some money and still be able to provide, uh, for your community and stuff like that. You know, um, I think I can probably say it on here now, you know, uh, I'll use Goldie's as an example, uh, rank number one, got a rotisserie and he's like, you know, this changed everything for me, changed everything. Wow. It, and he told me, and they're making another concept. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it on here. Cause I think it's going to be launched by then. And it, uh, it's called ready. <laughs> You know, so what is and it he told me it's called Ribby's. Okay. Yeah. I'll play off ribs, ribbies. Yeah. And he, he told me, he's like, I would have never even thought about opening another location. If it wasn't for that rotisserie, it's going to be for a rotisserie uh, spot. There won't be any offsets at all. You know, and yeah. he's like, it, it's allowed me to be able to expand 
and to be able to do more things and to be able to do that. And that's awesome. That's what it's all about. Spreading, yeah, spread Texas barbecue, spreading barbecue. You know, that's what it's about. And hearing these stories, almost everyone we sell almost, I'll get a phone call. Heritage. And he's like, man, it's the best barbecue I've ever, uh, best yeah. uh, birthday I've ever cooked was on a rotisserie. Took me two or three weeks to learn it. He goes, but after that, it's the best, best brisket. Big location, same thing. Yeah. So when people, uh, I, I want to, uh, are people calling you up and is it like, it's not even a hard sale. It's just, they call you and be like, I need a rotisserie. I need it now. Or do people call you up and they kind of still need to be convinced? My guess is people are seeing other restaurants that are doing it and they're hearing firsthand how incredible these rotisseries are. And they're just calling you up and saying like, how soon can you get me one? What, what does that look like right now? Yeah, I'd say most people still want to understand them more. So uh, most yeah. of the time when they fall, I, I have conversations with them. Usually I'll spend 30, 45 minutes on them talking, you know, to them about them and all that stuff. Just kind of give them a, you know, a breakdown of them. And then what's happening a lot lately, which is really cool, we're having a lot of people fly out. And so they're yeah. flying out, they're hanging out for the day, they're cooking and, you know, uh, or they're at least getting to see what we're doing and getting a good understanding, which I love. I love it when customers fly out, you know, uh, anytime they ask me like, Hey man, do you, do you mind? I'm like, I love it. Cause then you get to actually see what you're buying, which I, I really, yeah. Love. Well, Jeremy, how'd the, uh, how'd the delivery go? Uh, it went very smoothly. Thank you to, uh, joy. It was super Jeez. helpful. Yeah, we uh, we got the thing. Um, uh, we took the straps off, got got it on the uh, lift gate, dropped it down, rolled it up the driveway. We are all set. Now I did tell her that you were a star, and you know to, to treat you with you know a plus service. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, she's awesome. Maybe that's like gave me her card. She's like, if you need anything, let me know. I was like, all right, yeah. well, thank you, Joy. She's great. We were going to start using her. A lot. And she's an entrepreneur too. She started. She she had one vehicle when she started uh, delivering some of our stuff, and now she I think she says she's got three or four drivers. Brand new truck that she just pulled up in. I'm like, good for you, man. I love that. Yeah, love it. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. It's um, it's it's great to see um people work hard and be rewarded for it. But you know, I think a lot of uh, a lot of people can't overcome like the natural jealousy you feel when you see other people succeeding. Um, yep. and I just noticed it in myself. Like I, I have that feeling, but it's like, what do I do with it? Do I let it grow and fester and become like, I hate that guy. Or, you know, do I say, no, that's me being a moron, me being an idiot, uh, <laughs> yep. it's unhelpful to anybody. So yeah, just, um, treat the people the way I'd like to be treated. So like I had the same kind of thing, like, uh, Brad from Chud's barbecue. Uh, when we first met, part of me was like, oh, man, I got to trust this guy. But then yep. I was like, no, he's a nice guy. You know, I would want for him the same things I'd want for myself. So it's like, hey, Brad, how's it going? And then we film stuff together and, you know, he's he's killing it. Good for him. He's worked really, really hard. So, yeah. And, 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 and you know, you you I, from the outside looking in, you know, I've been pits and y'all do y'all do content, y'all do this stuff and just seeing y'all work together, do that stuff that that brings people up, you know, and. You know, it, it, it does get saucy. It does. People get really, you know, I say in their feelings, you know, but, you know, just because you're seceding doesn't mean I can't secede. You know, we can secede yeah. together. You know, there's two, three hundred million people in this country. And then that's just this country. You know, there's we can all do really well and we don't have to 
attack anybody. We don't have to do any of that stuff. Uh, you know, we, we can all do really well. You know, uh, uh, there's Matt. Go on, guys. What's going on? Doing it. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm drawing parts. <laughs> we got good. a lot of deliveries going out today, so it's been uh, it's been really hectic the last uh, uh, few weeks, months, year. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. It's not a zero sum game. You know, uh, yeah. your success doesn't mean that you're you're robbing uh, like the potential success I could have. You know, so it's not it's not how it works. Or like other youtubers uh like people tend to talk trash i i know that youtubers tend to talk trash about other youtubers um and it's it's kind of easy and you, you can feel kind of a sense of superiority in some way like yeah. a perfect example is um like google foods like lots of people love to talk trash about that guy and it's like well what's he doing this crazy stuff well Apart from like, I've met the guy, super nice guy, nothing bad to say about the guy, great guy, but completely apart from that, um, you might say, well, he's doing some wacky stuff, but he's like a YouTube genius. He knows what people yeah. want to see and he yep. delivers it for the people who want to see it. And so, yeah, he wouldn't serve most of that stuff in like a great restaurant, but that's not the point. The point that's is to the entertain point. the audience and he does that as well as anybody. So it's easy to sit back and be like, yeah, he's doing all kinds of stupid stuff. It's dumb. But really, it's like if if you had come up with doing all that stupid stuff and you're you know, you're taking all that cash and putting it in the bank, would you would you feel like, oh, well, <laughs> we wouldn't serve this in a restaurant. So now I feel like a loser. No, you'd be like, I'm killing it. So just yep. be happy for the guy and do your own thing, you know? And don't worry about him. And you yeah. know, this exact topic was uh what actually led me to design. I'm gonna show you guys something real quick. Um, it led me to design, where are we? There are too many screens open. That's what's going on. It led me to design this. <laughs> okay. okay. And, uh, you know, for, for, for yeah. you that, for anyone that cannot see the screen and you're listening to this podcast, it's a it's kind of a poster. It looks like a boxing match poster and it's called pit wars presented by embers TV. And it's kind of a concept of like, it would be really cool to have a show called pit wars, but really this was birthed because like I've noticed, I'm not gonna, I won't say any, uh, anyone else. I've noticed that like some people are worse than like high school girls when it comes to like the bickering and the fighting in, yeah. in the pit community. And, and exactly like what Jeremy's saying is like, you know, we should just be up like, hey, we see someone else that's successful. It doesn't mean that I can't be successful. I'm going to be happy for their success because actually, if all of us are successful, it just elevates the industry. But, um, you know, we designed this kind of having fun. And so this is a picture of, uh, you know, Mike from Eminem Barbecue Company and then uh, Brandon from uh, TMG Pits. And it, I showed this to several people and they're like, I would watch that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I would watch that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It would be fun. And, and can I can I say something about that? So I think um, we we could cut this if, if we don't want to include it. But I think uh, kind of over the internet, there was, uh, you could call it an internet dust up, you know, between uh, your two companies, like some, I guess, online disagreement. Um, but the cool thing was at that event, you guys acted like grown men, talked about it, yeah. shook hands, <laughs> and kind of came to an understanding. And I feel like if uh, a lot more people would do that, things would be just better in general 
in uh, in the barbecue space. And no need to, you know, take take shots over the internet. It's just, you know, th- there might be legitimate grievances, but it's like talk about a face to face, man to man. And I think that that there at least you, you might still disagree, but there will at least be understanding there. It's like, all right, I get you. I still disagree with you. That's fine. We don't have to go at each other. We can do our own thing and uh, both pursue success. You know, and I, I thought that was that was good to see. Yeah, I agree. I mean, one hundred percent. You know, it, it, that's one thing that what we want to do. Like m- my goals and Matt's goals are so lofty that you know our main thing is is provide for the customer. Our main thing is putting the coolest, baddest pits, the the functionality, all that stuff together. Like that's our number one thing, you know? And uh, last thing we want to be doing is kind of getting into it, uh, you know, it, with all these things, you know, with all these people and stuff. And, you know, it, and it, it's tough to, it's tough not to, it, it is tough, you know, especially my personality. It, it's, it's difficult for me too, but you know, it, there's a bigger picture here, you know, um, this is a barbecue community and when we, and that's the way that we look at it is, you know, let's, let's, you know, be, cordial with each other let's be fun with each other you know it, it's funny because uh dmg guy he was like he goes man when you showed up i didn't know if y'all if we're gonna get in a fight you know he's like you know, everybody's kind of like hear <laughs> me i i remember when when mike rolls because uh brandon had been there for for a while right he he, he was right. there i think earlier the the the, the first day and uh, and he was helping chris do the the cooking and, and get the briskets on and whatnot and then Mike rolls up and then I remember there was this like uneasy tension and whatnot. And like literally later that night, Mike's doing like body shots off of like Brandon's belly button. And like, they're just, they're, they're like best friends. I think every major group, especially like, I think what Jeremy was saying perfectly is it becomes so easy to do it over the internet and you don't even know the person you don't, you don't know how they are or any of these things. So it becomes very, very easy to just, just attack somebody without even knowing who they are as a person or any of that stuff, you know? And it's like, and then when you actually meet them, that's why I, I don't have any, I don't really look at what people are saying on online. I want to meet you. I want to see how you're doing. I want to look in your eye. I want uh, in your eyes. I want to see how you are, you know, uh, your personality. And, you know, and once you do that, all these major problems that you thought you had, you look at each other and you're talking, you go, damn, that dude ain't okay. such a bad guy, you know? And, Shit, we could have a couple beers and a cigar, and everybody's happy. Yeah, <laughs> what I think is Ember's TV brought y'all together. They, oh, yeah. I think for sure. <laughs> it, <laughs> man, yeah. That that weekend was so much fun, and like, yeah, dude, it, it, it's funny because um, people have been messaging me since that, right? And they're like, "Hey, when are you doing one of those Ember's TV parties in Texas? When are you yes. doing one of those Ember's <laughs> TV parties on the on the East Coast?" So. We, we, we're going to have to figure out real soon how to because the people want it. How shocked were you guys when the uh, Tannerite went off? <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the thing is, so Spencer is uh, 50% Japanese, but like 100% redneck. He's like my people. And so yeah. I I loved <laughs> the, the, the kind of crazy stuff that he did. He's like, this is going to be awesome. Check it out. And I think I was... I think I was the only person he told about the Tannerite. He's like, you think it'll be all right? And I was like, I think it'll be fine. And so, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was waiting. And was it, was it, was it you it was that he told? I thought it was, was it, 
was it you that he told some like don't tell carlos or something like that correct yeah he's like <laughs> he told me and he's like carlos doesn't know you think it'll be all right i'm like i'm sure it'll be fine where is it he's like by that tree i'm like yeah we're good we're good that's yeah. funny Marvin, we're thinking face or i could tell you didn't know that it was coming <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i i should say i'm not surprised in the least right because <laughs> it's spencer um, yeah. and I, you know, I thought it was awesome. The only thing that, like, if I would have known, I would have told maybe a few of the, like, elderly people yes. in the crowd that, like, hey, there's going to be an explosion. <laughs> you know, I I did warn a couple people that, like, we're going to have some planes buzz us, you know, here in, in a few, and, and we're not getting attacked. Don't worry. Um, and so I, I did I did warn a few people with that. But, no, I thought it was I thought it was awesome. Like, it could have been a big, bigger explosion. It would have been that would have been fine. <laughs> So Jeremy, when you were, when you were receiving the, uh, you know, the, the delivery, we were talking a little bit about like offsets and like, you know, just the, or, or, or not offsets, um, the, the rotisseries and how, you know, the, the interest right now is peaked and like, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's right now it's, it's, it's kind of like the number one thing that they're getting calls on and they're getting orders of, or, or, you know, there, there's just all this interest. I would love to hear someone that is so close to, and so kind of invested in this, community of of texas style barbecue i'd love to hear some of like your take on it and like wh when are we going to get a big um rotisserie in the backyard of mad scientist barbecue hmm. a big rotisserie i i don't know that i could uh i could even fit that back there right oh, you've now got room. i've been there well, got it pays yeah. where we put those things. yeah that's just <laughs> yeah. there will be there will be three offset pits that will be leaving my backyard in the next couple of weeks. Um, the Franklin to whoever wins the Franklin pit, the TMG to somebody on Patreon who's got to win the Patreon contest. And then uh, one of the Brazos pits that I have is going to a guy in uh, in Ohio. He was, um, basically, he was not able to afford a, um, a decent offset smoker. And I was like, I'm sitting on a backyard full of smokers. He's like, come by. You can, you can take this off, but yeah, anyway, um, yeah. So who knows about the, uh, the rotisserie, but so in my opinion, the, there are a couple issues at play here with offset smokers versus rotisseries. Um, the first is the, the mental hurdle people have to get over because for a lot of people, they're thinking rotisserie, they're thinking, oh, like Southern pride, or they're thinking like old hickory type of thing. Is, is that, is that the way it's working? And they're imagining something that's not, you know, an all wood fire. It's got a, another heat source. And and they also associate it with uh, subpar barbecue that they've had at other places where they have, say, a Southern Pride. And so they're yeah. like, wait a sec. If I go to a barbecue restaurant and I see offset smokers, I'm pretty darn sure I'm going to get good barbecue. Yeah. Because nobody does that to themselves uh, for convenience. Um, and so they associate offset smokers with good barbecue. That's the first thing. The second thing, they further associate offset smokers with kind of craft barbecue. I think in large part, because when barbecue blew up in the United States, it was Aaron Franklin is the front man. He was like the Elvis for barbecue. So at the time people were watching stuff online, it's kind of like Elvis in the 1950s. There's television around the country and people see this young, handsome guy. And he's like the star. Whereas if, if Elvis had come up during some other period of time, I think he would have been a star, but not that level of just like national prominence to where he couldn't walk down the street. I think the similar kind of thing happened with Aaron Franklin in barbecue. And so when Aaron Franklin would say a thing, it became gospel truth, right? Yeah. So Aaron Franklin says, 
yeah, I want my briskets to be kind of like aerodynamic. Well, it's not taking lift. You're not, it's not a wing on an airplane. Uh, but that became the word to describe how you trim briskets, aerodynamic. And he yeah. uses offset smokers. Um, and he uses uh, salt and pepper, debatably. But it became like salt and pepper. <laughs> no. What's your paper became the thing. It used to be these, uh, everybody was imitating the competition barbecue guys and wrapping yep. it foil. Well, Aaron Franklin wraps in butcher paper. Now it's butcher paper. And yep. Aaron Franklin uses offset smokers. And so people associated kind of craft artisan barbecue with what Franklin was doing at his restaurant, producing great barbecue, and he's using offset smokers. And so in their minds, they're thinking, and was the exact same way, and still kind of the same way, thinking if I want to make the best barbecue possible, I need an offset smoker. And so it has kind of taken its place uh, in the in the zeitgeist uh, as like the way to do the best barbecue possible. And then they associate convenience with subpar barbecue. So pellet grill, it's like, ah, well, it's super convenient, but... Is it the same? No. I mean, there are some that are better and some that are worse, and you can make good barbecue, but it's not that same rich, robust smoke flavor and fat render that you get with an offset smoker. And so those are all things that are kind of just out there in the, the broader consciousness among the barbecue community. And so they look at a rotisserie and they think, you know what? This is not what I want to do. Um, I want the best barbecue. Whereas if you ask Mike, well, then if you want the best barbecue, you need yourself a rotisserie because nothing is going to cook better. That, that, that for me remains to be seen. Um, I want to cook on one. But one thing we can use as a proxy is what the top barbecue restaurants are doing because for them, food is king. And they're going to go after whatever cooks the very best food. And there are, a lot of those guys are buying big rotisseries. So that tells us something right there. And then we have kind of uh, the last thing I'll say, because I've been going on for a while now, it's we have this place that's kind of like a, a unicorn. It's been rumored to exist, and that is something that's convenient, but still cooks the best food. And um, I think the, the rotisserie has the potential to be that thing, where it's burning an all-wood fire. The rotisserie manages temperature and airflow for you, but there's no gas, you know, there's no propane, there's, there's no... Um, electricity that's heating uh, the food inside the cook chamber. And so you have a real wood fire. And one thing I've always said is that there's no replacement for a real fire. Well, guess what? With the rotisserie, you don't have to replace the real fire. And then you have the convenience of, I'm going to set this to 250 and I'm going to walk away. I'm not going to have to worry about it because it's going to handle itself. And so my, my thought is that the rotisserie has the potential to be that unicorn, like the crazy convenience of setting a temperature and walking away. But with all of that smoke flavor and quality barbecue that you can make with a real fire. So I haven't cooked on one. I will very soon if Michael asks me into a shop. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's kind of my thought. It could be, you know, the new thing, the offset smoker killer, I think, uh, which breaks my heart to say that it's even possible. But it, it, it has the potential to be something really special where somebody without a ton of experience and ton of hours like thousands of hours running an offset smoker can go out and make absolutely killer barbecue on par with what they're getting at the best barbecue restaurants in texas so the potential is there uh, i need to cook on one i'll report back my you know honest thoughts but i have to say that my bias going in is i like offset smokers there's kind of a a, a romance and a mystique to like you have this big tube and you build a fire in it and you're like you're the one doing it um so i think it's uh, an exciting possibility and kind of a callback to 
the origins of Texas barbecue restaurants because those rotisseries were present from the beginning. And we associate now Texas barbecue with whatever Aaron Franklin did is Texas barbecue and major respect to that guy. I mean, he killed it with his restaurant and he became a star for good reason. But I think it's time to start thinking independently and, and trying out uh, new things and just going with whatever works best. And that's the end of my rant. Yeah, that, you know, it, it, it's perfect. And I agree with, you know, with, with Eric, what you said about uh, Aaron Frank, all that stuff. And, you know, he, he has monumentally shifted, you know, uh, uh, putting barbecue into the limelight, you know, because I've been around before he came along and really made it so mega popular, you know, and I mean, uh, me and Tim Hutchins talk about all the time, you know, like barbecue back, you know, when we were younger, we wasn't sexy. We were dirty, grimy, but, you know, do all these things and no one, no one, you know, really care or any of that stuff. And now it's, it's become really, I mean, huge, you know, worldwide. And, and a lot of it does uh, stem from him, you know, so I, mm-hmm. I really have to give thanks for what he's done for the barbecue community. Uh, with that being said, you know, some of the things, like you said, I'm still having to deal with some of the misconceptions uh, 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 of that, which, you know, I'm very thankful, but, you know, one of the things is, is rotisseries are, are rib, you know, rib machines, rib machines, and they don't cook briskets that well. Well, mm. no, they're, it's, they're actually insane brisket machines, insane brisket machines. You know, they, in my opinion, they're just as good, if not better, you know, because again, you know, you're getting... You're, you're getting these things getting spritz pretty much on a constant basis. You know, you're getting a higher yield content. You're getting five, seven percent higher yield in, in your briskets, you know, and, and the bark uh, accumulation is insane on. You know, that's another misconception. Oh, well, you know, you really can't get a lot of bark on them. No, that's that's not true at all. These things will bark up like you wouldn't believe on a rotisserie. And I have pictures and pictures and uh, people to prove it. You know, uh, Hutchins is a, is a really good example. They, that's all they've cooked on. They have nine at one location, I think eight at another. They only cooked on those. They've made top 50 three year, three times in a row. That's 12 years that they've made top 50. And that's all they cooked on the rotisseries. You know, and you'll get there and you'll get their brisket and you'll put, and you're like, oh my God. They, I mean, they have some of the best brisket in your nation, I'll say. You know, and so, and that's all just from a rotisserie. But, you know, so from that, you know, that being said, I still have to deal, you know, with this on And I'm like, just trust me. It'll cook them really good. You just have to trust me. Get your, get acclimated and stuff. And, uh, you know, same thing again. I, I keep using Danny as a really prime example because he's never cooked on one, never did that. Miller's same thing, you know, where, you know, they're just like, I'm just not so sure that I can do this stuff. And then after Miller's picked up really quick. And then uh, I think Danny told me he took about two, three weeks of cooking. And he's like, it's insane. He's like, for me trying to replicate what I'm doing on this on an offset, it's taking twice as long, you know, way more wood. And he goes, it's still nose to nose. The rotisserie is nosing out on. And, and you know, and he was super happy, you know, and uh, it just took him a little bit of time to acclimate from one from the other. And that's, you know, so each time I talk to anybody, especially when it comes to briskets or any of that stuff, they're monsters. They, they're monsters so when people come out to the shop and they want to use one for the first time because they're thinking about buying one, what is it that they cook? What do they do? What do you what do you have them? Do you guys throw briskets on? Do you guys do something simpler like ribs? What do you guys do? Whatever they want, but whatever mm-hmm. they want to do, it, it just depends on um, what they they feel like cooking uh, or what what's really desired for them. Uh, we have people that um, ship in their own meat, you know, so they can keep it as close to the constant as possible. You know, um, not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. 
I have a question for you, Mike. This is um, uh, something that I've, I've been thinking about for a long time and something I just can't explain. So on the channel, whenever I understand the science behind a process and can explain it, uh, I will. I'll say this is what's happening here. When I don't know, I don't pretend to understand scientifically what's going on because to me that's a hundred times worse than saying you know what i don't know what's happening you know um but for me in my personal experience i've noticed that with offset smokers the more full you pack them with meat the better they cook um so as an example if i took uh, my thousand gallon pit and put one brisket on there and i tried to do everything perfectly i washed it like a hawk you know, ran the fire exactly the way I wanted to, uh, managed the airflow perfectly, um, was on top of it from start to finish and did everything as perfectly as possible. Um, it would be not as good as if I filled that thing with 32 briskets, kind of haphazardly, oh, I'll throw some logs on the fire and get distracted, do some other things. It's like, oh, temp dipped a little bit, throw some more logs on the fire. Um, yeah. And I have no idea why. Do you have any any thoughts on that? And does it work the same way in a rotisserie? Yeah, um, but the reason why, at least from my side, is because uh, that the, the when you have that much product in there, the, you're having heat uh, retention from each piece of meat. So each piece of meat that you're that you're cooking all that stuff is resonating heat. So instead of just having one little small brisket on there, you only have one brisket, you know. And so uh, that is not resonating heat off of each one that you're doing. So it's it's actually keeping more moisture and is keeping more uh, uh, heat retention in the cooking chamber. Uh, it, when, so the rotisseries are so much more efficient that you don't, it doesn't really vary as much as it would on an offset because it is, it is keeping, you know, uh, a, two, let's just say you cook it 200 or 220. It's keeping it the exact same, but you also, even then you're still going to have that meat no matter what, or the proteins, especially if you're doing briskets, you're still going to have that in there. Now, so if I have a customer that's trying to cook, and actually I, I just had this happen um, uh, at a Tropical uh, out in Florida, and he was he was like, okay, well, I'm getting it going. I'm starting it. I'm doing my break-in process and all this stuff, and he's only cooking like one or two of them, you know, and, and he's like, it's, you know, it it's not lasting as, as long as we thought we were going to be able to do, and I'm like, well, when you pack that thing in there and you really get this thing going, you are going to have heat retention coming off of the meat itself, so uh, a full pivot is going to cook, especially on an offset, because those things vary so much more. Uh, it is going to cook, a little, it's going to cook a little more even. At least that's one man's opinion. That's in my experience what I've seen. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still just lost as to why. At first, I thought it was moisture, so I tried uh, filling a 500 gallon pit with like 12 water yeah, pans, like full size hotel pans, and one brisket. Uh, what I found is the brisket cooked super fast, but wouldn't bark up. Yeah. Um, then I thought, well, maybe it's just the air turbulence in there. So I put a bunch of wood logs to try to, um, make the air more turbulent and kind of had the brisket, uh, in the middle with logs surrounding it. That didn't work. It just kind of cooked like one by itself. And so I'm still, I'm still on a mission to figure out why those are the results that I'm getting. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just, one, one of the, one of the mysteries I have to track down. I think some of it too is also the more meat you have in a smoker in a pit, they also actively work as heat sinks. Yeah, that's so that's kind of, I mean, it's kind of like a transmission cooler with all the fins and blades on. The more you have in it, the more individual pieces are absorbing heat instead of it being floating in end of one, especially like in a rotisserie where you virtually have no hot spots, nothing static. So you're constantly moving. There's no like, my pit's hot right here. 
like it's up like here and offset you're constantly moving so it's the most consistent you can get so if it's loaded and everything's turning at the same time they're all absorbing heat evenly which is why it's a longer cook the more it's packed out plus mm. i think y'all want the same thing more humidity moisture yep everything's kind of fighting the fire but i think it's more of a heat safe thing in my opinion yep. when i see we do a lot with heat converter blades and moving heat around to try and you know solve those problems yeah mm. that's yeah. interesting that's where that, that's what we've come across when we when we've done it, especially when you have like the one two versus forty eight. Yeah, doing something. Yeah, it's safe. Yeah, we some, can. Some so things are just barbecue magic, Jeremy. Yeah. So I, 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 we touched on this. You know, we were going to wait, but we're going to go. I guess we'll go ahead and say it. Steer up. We might as well get out there. Uh, we're yeah. going to be doing a, a side by side, one hundred percent comparison with a rotisserie sitting there and a thousand gallons set side by side. And we're going to, yeah, yeah. The science right. part of it. Yeah. So we're going to show happening. And am I invited? Let's go. Let's do it. We got the thousand right. gallon here and the, uh, the rotisserie and we have them ready. All right. Can, uh, can, can Next. I come out and film it? Yeah. Bring up the real question. So here's the other hey, reason. Yeah. The other reason we're kind of wanting to do it. We just spurred this up the other day. I think when we talk, uh, Talking about calling like him and barbecue company do a video and calling it food for thought because there's like a looming recession, you know, in the, in the wings, a lot of people talking about overhead Our one of our biggest selling points in the world is that we will, we're the most efficient cooker on, on planet. It's still only wood. It's no wood, no heating elements. But as we do the side by side, we're going to stack and match eat wood and make a pile of wood behind offset and behind a rotisserie. And let yep. people actively see how much money you're going to save if you're having trouble with overhead and labor and efficiency that this investment is well worth it. And at the end of it, the goal is to show you could still make the same product or a better product. Yep. And we're going to do a side-by-side -side test on the on the meat itself. So we're going to pull them out. We're going to do that. I'm, obviously, the rotisserie is going to cook. All right. So serious questions. Um, when can we fly out and film this? Yes. Yeah. Um, whenever, uh, just schedule a weekend. I know October is absolutely insane here. Yeah, every weekend in October, every single weekend. Yeah, but we want to do it as soon as possible. See, it's fast. fast. So, the more production help and people we have in, the better it's going to be. So, for everyone, yeah, so we want to get it out there. And we, I mean, it's so crazy. We we talked about it was yesterday, wasn't it? They were talking about doing this, yeah. you know. So, because we want to do it. We're going to be as transparent as possible on yeah, anything true. we do. You know, like that's why we started showing everybody our firebox on our offset. So we're, we're so, we'll show you everything. Let's let's I, let's let's get it out there. Let's show I, everybody what we're doing. I already know the title of the video that that will not ruffle any feathers at all. So the ultimate the ultimate smoker test from the best pit builder in Texas. What do you think? Oh, uh, <laughs> Oh, that's that's not going to piss anyone off. Yeah, Whoever in, my, in my life, where I have thought oh, a simple, you know, just title was going to create uh, such a controversy. I would have never thought of anything. Well, I probably need to. Ooh, all right, all right, yeah, man. I mean, if that would have been a pretty good thing, I would be like, all right, cool, you know, but badass. I don't know, man. Yeah. Yes. Let's do it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, right. so in our that it would create a firestorm. Uh, I I talked to him 
just before he went down there. Um, and I think, I, I think his mindset was, I want to feature what these guys are doing. I think it's really awesome. But what he didn't intend was, uh, I want to piss off everybody who's a fan of another company, which is yeah. kind of what happened. <laughs> it, def it definitely, man, it ruffled. It, I wasn't, I mean, obviously we weren't expecting that. We didn't, we just want to show what we do. We love what we do. And, and, you know, that was our main thing. We weren't trying to, you know, we, we weren't trying to say, well, we're the best at this, we're the best at this. The only thing we're, we're trying to do is just put out again, the best pit that we can put out there, the best thing that we can keep doing. That is our goal. Our goal. And the funny thing was, is it wasn't like you were on the video saying, Hey, by the way, you know, I'm Mike Eminem barbecue. We're the best, you know, pit builders. It, like yeah. that wasn't the thing. It was the title that someone chose because they're like, hey, yeah. this is going to be a great title for the video. Sure. Yeah. Someone else said it about you, and oh, my God. Yeah. It was. We got it. We got it. <laughs> we're not telling you the truth. I will tell you the truth. What, I got more love and more text from people that I, I had expected that were just like, man, you keep doing you. You keep grinding. Don't worry about what these guys are saying. Don't don't let it affect you. Y'all just keep doing what you're doing. You're true to it. Just you know, because uh, it was never meant to make anybody angry, and the fact that it did still kind of boggles me. But it is what it is, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I got a lot. I got a lot of text messages off that. Good ones. No, yeah. no bad ones. Besides, I, I I even sent Mike a, a dick pic and just to cheer him up. He did. So. Yeah, he felt great. Though. I'm not lost. <laughs> So we're gonna uh, for sure, me, you, and Jeremy, we'll, in our in our group text, we'll we'll start talking about some dates and uh, yeah, I, I love the idea of the sooner the better. We're we're doing a with with Embers TV, we have kind of a ridiculous amount of of filming between now and mid November. We're so the uh, the first two weeks of November, we're gonna be in Argentina for probably one of the most epic you know, Argentina trips ever. We're going into Argentina. We're going into Mendoza, which is the wine region. We're going oh. all the way into Patagonia. We're going to be doing a bunch of open fire cooking in the mountains of Patagonia. And then the, the ocean, you know, area, the it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a pretty wild trip. That sounds awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. But you need to find somehow to, uh, I, so me going involves me, uh, canceling an elk hunting trip that I've been planning since I was in the mountains in Colorado last year, which I'm very reluctant to do, but, uh, I think, I think it's, it's necessary. Um, so the show must go on. Maybe we'll find something to hunt in Argentina, but, uh, no. Yeah. So actually, um, there will be some hunting in Argentina when we, so there's two areas of Patagonia yeah. that we're hunting. That, that, I'm sorry. There's two areas of Patagonia that we're going to, one area is called Bariloche, which is like the um, Lake Tahoe of Patagonia. It's way up high in the mountains, um, lots of lakes, obviously. And um, there is a big hunting ranch. And Al, that's where Al sent the pictures of where he did the hunting last time. And Ooh. so that is right where we're going to be. Nice. And so um, I think Al has already arranged it where there will be some uh, some hunting. Nice. Perfect. Yes, sir. And get to do in Argentina. I know. Yeah, Bucket list. Yeah, for real. So, uh, Mike, one of the, you know, we, we've talked a lot about kind of like the state of your business and, 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 you know, just how kind of, um, 
crazy things are right now in the world of offset versus uh, rotisserie and, and, and just the interest and, and the excitement around rotisserie and how efficient they are. What I want to know is like, what's next? You know, you guys keep, it seems like you guys keep innovating. Obviously, you know, you've innovated yeah. with this, the, uh, the backyard cooker with, with Goldie's and, and with their designs. Um, you know, you guys kind of keep pushing boundaries. Yeah. Can you let us into anything that like things that you have down the road, things that you're working on, even if it's just a little peek into, into some of the stuff you guys got going? Yeah, we got a lot of really cool stuff coming. Uh, a lot of stuff for the rotisseries that uh, accessories for those that are coming that I've for them, I've been personally working on for three years. That's finally coming to fruition uh, in the next month. So that one's coming. Um, some more updates to that. We have some, um, let's just say that it's really big on the East coast that we're going to be getting into building some of those things that, uh, <laughs> that we've been, uh, that we have on the docket that I think we're going to really do some innovating on it too, because we see some of these things we're like, man, there, there's a lot of things that we really, cause again, the end game is to do it for the customer and have a uh, better efficiency and all these things for them. So we, we have a couple of the kind of bigger things that are more prevalent on the East coast that we're going to be diving into by the end of this year. Oh, well, I think I made that pretty easy to figure out. Maybe. Jeremy, no, a bagel. Machine. I didn't figure it out. I'm still, I'm still a little lost. East Coast. When I think of East Coast and barbecue, all I think is garbage, and then like the Carolinas. I would say so. Carolinas do a lot of it. They do a ton okay. of it. Gotcha. All right. They do so, a really I, big ton of these. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let me. I think. Let I, think me. I think I went right there. Huh? Yeah. So it's going to be something on that measure. So I like. Yeah. More of a commercial one. Yeah. Well, actually, no, we're doing a backyard one too. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna be doing a backyard one as well. Stand by. For right. One. Yeah. I'm excited about that one. Yeah. So we have some really cool designs that we've that we've been, especially this one right here in, in the head. So um, this next, I would say, probably, hopefully, in the next four months, we're probably gonna have two or three different launches. Wow. Super cool. Yeah. yeah. How's the, I know you're working on the shop there. How's that going? Good, good. It's slowed down because we've, we've been so dang busy with all this. I was hoping to have the speakeasy and all that stuff done by the time y'all get here, but um, maybe with this new schedule, maybe it will be. Uh, we're working on it. So, uh, but everything's good, man. It's rolling. Yeah. We want to make it badass. And then we just, we're doing some stuff with the uh, clips. And so we're going to have speakers and stuff like that all ran through it. So we're going to have it all in the shop and then. We're going to have some speakers and all that stuff in our office and stuff. So it's going to be really, really cool. We want to make it, we want to make it when you come to the shop, it's fun. Heck yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I have a, a question that you can choose not to answer, but I'm just mm -hmm. kind of, for, for my own curiosity's sake, uh, wanting to know. So just subjectively, I've noticed, um, you know, two years ago, it seemed like money was free flowing and uh, people were buying all kinds of stuff, new cars, new smokers, new houses, everything. Uh, and it seems like, you know, the, the music hasn't completely stopped yet, but it seems like it's really slowed down. Yeah. Have you noticed any people who placed orders during like kind of the frenzy of like money flying everywhere uh, who've now um, 
like canceled the order or they say, you know, I can't pay the remaining balance or anything like that. You don't have to tell us if, if you know, it's yeah. too close to how you operate your business. But I, for me, I'm curious because my thought is I bet that's happening. I don't know if it's happening everywhere. I've heard that it's happening in some places, but I just don't know what the broader economy is doing to affect sales of smokers. Yeah. So for us personally, um, it really hasn't affected very much at, at all. Um, we right. haven't had, we haven't had anybody ask for their money back for, uh, any, anything as far as like economy and stuff like that. We've had a couple timelines that we just could not make happen that we were just like, it's impossible, you know? So it's like, we, we, you know, and instead of us tying them up and saying, Hey, you know, it's going to be a year and a half, two years on this build. Uh, uh, only, it's only had a couple of times that I'm just like, Hey, let's just, let's, you know, let you, you know, we'll give you your money back. And, but that's very, very, very rare. We, we haven't had anybody cancel due to, uh, uh, payment or any of that stuff, but, um, you know, um, cause the economy now, again, that's why not to keep talking about the same thing over and over that that's why the importance of rotisseries, because it's so hard right now and everybody's getting so strapped right now. Uh, these things are the game changer to where you're going to be able to keep your costs down. You're going to be able to keep providing these things. Again, if you go under, uh, what good does it do for anybody? You know, so uh, the rotisseries are still picking up. They're still doing really awesome. Um, we're still really booked on on those, you know. So, uh, and that's the reason why we really want, we want to start showing uh, what they do, you know. Um, but so far, so good. And in fact, I mean, we're still pushing just as hard today as we was a year ago, two years ago. We have not let up at all. That's awesome. So what is why we about Emma, we know exact question is why we started discussing the rotisserie versus offset is mm -hmm. to, you know, already get the ball rolling on how much we can help our customers at restaurants and people we work with, you know, reduce overhead and labor and costs, you know, if things tighten up a little bit, because if we learned anything through the pandemic, barbecue and culinary world is incredibly creative. Yeah. You know, they shut the entire world down and almost every client we work with like went up. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Most amazing thing I've seen, like really, really creative group of people. So yeah, Very that's good. good to hear. But the initial investment on the rotisseries is not negligible. So for the people who yeah. are listening at home, how much does one of those huge industrial rotisseries cost? Like just the, the initial cost to purchase the thing. Yeah. So the MM1000 is, the MM2000 is by far, we sell like, I don't know, 10 to one of those or there are big ones. Those are around 42,000. Mm -hmm. Uh, the MM 1000 is around 37, 38,000 or they're about 38,000, uh, for those. Yeah. And then, uh, you may be able to clear something up from internet rumors. Mm -hmm. So your rotisseries have started showing up in top barbecue restaurants in Texas. Yep. Um, it's been, it's been said online and we know that everything that's said online is true, but, um, yep. it's been said online that, uh, they didn't pay for them. You yep. just gave them. To yep. those top restaurants is is there any truth to that yeah so that's the one i can tell you nothing has bothered me at all nothing online has bothered me not one bit but the one thing that did bother me was that because we have never once given a rotisserie away ever and what that does is when somebody says something like that it takes away from us and it takes away from the customer you know because these guys have paid a lot of money for these pits a lot of money for these pits and to sit there and go, well, no, these, they've got, these guys got this for free. 
you know, that they did this for free. It puts a bad, it puts a bad taste even in, in their mouth because they're going, wait a second, I just spent $38,000 on this and this <laughs> guy is saying I'm getting it for free. And the best thing here is, is we have proof. We can show every single person that has purchased a rotisserie from us has paid from number one, Burley's, uh, number, number, you know, burnt beaning, all those guys, every single location, you know, all these guys have paid. So that was the only one that I didn't like. And then I was like, listen, you know, I sent something to him like, you can't say that because that is 100% not the truth. And that takes away from everybody involved. You know, uh, sure. these guys are loving their pits. They're getting them for a reason. There's a reason why every single one of them, we have James Beer winners, uh, Michelin, Michelin ranked, you know, um, Andrew from Moose Craft, you know, Heritage in California, uh, you know, we have uh, Kevin Bloodsoe, just went uh, James Beard, and every single one of these guys that get these pits are like, dude, I'm Eminem. I'm, I'm, I'm replacing my stuff and I'm getting Eminem. You know, there's a reason for that. And I can't keep building all the things I'm building if I'm giving pits away for free. That's impossible. You know, that especially when you see how much we're building here and what we're doing, because everything we do, we're putting back into the, the building before. And I also want to say this too. I have never gotten... Uh, it, it, we have no backers. We have nobody. It is literally from hard ass, hard work every day, traveling all over the country, working all these hours to be able to do what we're doing. Not a single, not a single person behind us. So it's not like we have an endless supply of money to be able to just give away pits. That's not anything we've ever done. So I'll really, I, I thank you for asking that. Cause I really want to dispel that now. Not a single one ever. Sure. And another thing I'd, I'd like to say. Even if it were true yeah. that you were giving these pits to the top barbecue restaurants, that would be, in, in my head, like a smart marketing move. Yeah. Um, e even if that were true, which it's not, um, the, the question people should be asking themselves is, would any of these top barbecue restaurants sacrifice the quality of their food to cook on a free pit if it weren't, you know, a top quality barbecue producing yeah. item? You know, they wouldn't. Because their reputation is staked on producing the best food possible. And yeah. so even if they got it for free, which they did not, if they're using it, that tells you that they believe in it and that they're not going to, they're not going to be cutting any corners when it comes to producing the best food they can, because that's the currency in which they trade is their reputation. Uh, and if the food quality suffers, so does the reputation, so does the revenue. And uh, yeah, so I'm glad you cleared the air on that. But even if it were true, it wouldn't make any difference to um, how people should perceive the quality of what you're making, because none of those places are going to use anything that produces bad barbecue, period. You know, full stop. That's the end yeah. of the story. And yeah. what I've yeah. noticed, because I've been, you know, following you guys on social for quite a while and just lusting after your pits, both the offsets <laughs> and the rotisseries, when, when, a, when a place gets their first rotisserie, dude, that's all that they're showing. It's yeah, all over yeah. their social media. They are show like they. You can tell like if someone got an got a rotisserie and they like were like, yeah, this thing kind of sucks. They wouldn't post about it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But when 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 a when a new joint gets their their rotisserie from you guys, it's all that they're posting about. It's all over their stories and like it's off again. I haven't cooked on one. I can't wait to cook on one. I've eaten from one for you know what was uh, made over there at the Windy City Smokeout, but like. That, it's all that people talk about when they get it. So, like, it, it's obvious that these people are obsessed with their rotisseries once they get them. Yes, I, and this is the truth. I have yet, in uh, 
hundred hundreds of bits. Hundred. We, I've yet to have a, a, a somebody say anything. A customer that's got it, that complaint. Every single one of them. Every one of them has loved it. In fact, most say they wish they would have done it earlier. Yeah. Uh, you know, because it's, it's been so good to them. You know, uh, so it, it they they're they're important. <laughs> I wish to say that. You know, that it, it's been good. And every time that somebody gets one from us and they send me in, like, man, I I did this and this and this. That 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 means something to me because I put me and Matt put our hearts on this every day. And you know, uh, again, that's why when you have these number one, number three, and then these saying that you know I was able to do this, this, and this uh, because I've got your pits is, is huge. You know, I have an example. Uh, I have um, I can't. I want y'all will probably know who I'm talking about, uh, but I don't want to say names because I don't want to get more stirred up. But there's a customer of ours because I'm trying not to. That uh, went to the big competition, and for seven years, never, never, never made it to walk. Never made it to the to the top three where you're you're the top three in the nation. You know, our list is thing. It was huge. It's one of the biggest cooking events in the, you know in the nation. And they were using a particular customer's unit, and never made it. Never made it to the top ten anything. They got one of our rotisseries with. Normally, it's always seasoned before we let it roll out. It was not seasoned at all. He picked it up from here without even being burned, which is a big no for us, and drove down to this competition and ended up walking his very first time ever cooking on this pit, never cooked on it, and walked. Cry, I mean, he cried. Hell, I almost cried, you know? And so, <laughs> you know, and with, which is kind of, kind of great, it was on more than my... The people that have been very vocal against us, it was their pit that they've been trying to cook on and didn't. And then they used ours very first try, made it first shot to, you know, so it was really, it was that that's really important to say, you know, that like the quality of, of the product is coming out. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's obviously got to be rewarding. Um, especially if you invest a lot of time and effort into something to see it um, perform the way you know it can uh, is you know, a big thing. I, I do have to confess that all this talk about rotisseries is is a little bit disheartening to me because I don't want them to be awesome because I like offset smokers. But at least I'm honest about it. Um, but it's hard to argue with results, you know? Yeah. And uh, awesome, man. There's nothing. I mean, we, we love offsets. I mean, offsets, they're awesome. They're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. They're staying. Uh, these aren't going to completely replace every, you know, every offset out there. The, the offsets are here to stay. Um, they're a staple. Um, you know, this is just, is just another, uh, a uh, tool in the bag, you know, for, yeah. um, for customers. So I, I think, you know, I, in fact, I say it all the time. I think a pit room has it. If it's a smaller pit room has one of each, you know? Yeah. Um, so I like, uh, it. yeah, yeah. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. So, Mike, for everyone listening that might be new to uh, Eminem Barbecue Company, where can they find you guys? Uh, they can find us on uh, Instagram, Eminem Barbecue uh, Company, Facebook, uh, TikTok. Uh, we don't use our Twitter very often, but it's all Eminem Barbecue Company. Uh, and then uh, our website's Eminem Barbecue uh, Company.com. Beautiful. I love it. Um, so, at some point, we're going to we're going to do round 2 of this podcast because you know what we didn't talk about at all today. We didn't talk about anything open fire. 
No, man. And I'm, oh. I'm really loving that too. And you guys, you guys really make some badass open fire, um, you know, cooking tools and, and cookers. And, uh, and I want to talk about it. Oh, is that, yeah, is that right. what you're working on right there? Yeah. So we're doing an addition. We haven't done it yet on our San Maria's. And so this is a new design that we've come up with before it shifts out to, this is actually going to Danny's and heritage. Nice. Uh, mm. San Maria. Yeah. Well, have a, it's basically above the whole thing. We're going to have a couple of working racks for top high shelves, get away from the heat. You want to put saucepans, anything up top of it. Yep. One of the really cool things about the kind of lever towers is there's a lot of artware for accessories on the back of it. Yeah. Like that'll be the next step when a couple of things are in is accessories and add-ons and bolt-ons and, you know, a little fun stuff. Yeah. Very cool. And that's well, even what we've kind of done with our backyard. So, like, we were doing our backyard offset, which, again, I was saying earlier when we were talking, Jeremy, I don't know if you were on, Jeremy, but, uh, you know, ours are really complicated build. There's a lot going on. So, uh, I love Wi-Fi. I love open fire. I think it's, I mean, I think even in Texas, it's, I, I keep saying when somebody has like, let's just say they're offset. I think if you're going to see a Wi-Fi on that pit, mm-hmm. even you build, you know, cause it's become such a big thing. I've always cooked on live fire as a kid like that. We love doing that, you know? So, yeah. uh, I, I still love doing it right now. So we kind of shelved our backyard offset, uh, in lieu of our, uh, backyard San Maria. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, very nice. Yeah. I just, I think the market, yeah. I prefer it anyway. One, you can't beat a wood fire steak. You can't do it. Ugh. And uh, I just think the future of all, like this, uh, barbecue's not going anywhere, but this, like, sorry, I don't know if y'all are be sure or not. Smoking things. <laughs> I would be willing to bet a giant part of our business that the vast majority of people are going to jump out and fire a grill up and they're going to go spend eight hours smoking some dollar smoker. Yeah. Well, I definitely think direct fire and open fire is the future for like at least the backyard market. You know the more private residential market, I would think. But yeah. as you said, as he just said, almost now after they started coming out, you don't see any trailers now with the smoker that doesn't have a Santa Maria or some type of direct heat cooker on it. You know, it's just a wonderful combo. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm not a fan of all meat with fire. So that, that's uh, going to be round two of our uh, of our podcast. Absolutely, we'll have to do. But yeah. I think you're right, Mike. I think it is something that's uh, growing, and people are becoming aware of it. Uh, yeah. And, you know, a lot of the appeal of cooking you fire is that it's so primal, it's so basic. And, yes. you know, cooking live fire is like tapping directly into whatever that is that draws people to it, like moths to a flame. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, th- I think you're you're right on with that. But I don't want to drag this on forever. But yeah, yeah, next time we have to do that. I will say that with your content. Yeah, I, I, we, we can talk for an hour on that. Well, I can talk. Well, I mean, we can always talk for an hour on anything. But I think that's good for you too, Jeremy, is because one thing I have noticed it it does seem like people are even a little bit more. I won't use the word scared, but I'm going too scared to cook on live fire. It intimidates them a bit more. When I with yep. like Deandra Simmons, uh, we don't have to put this in here, but when I brought hers to her because she's getting culinary. I don't know if you know she's a real housewife of Dallas, and she's really getting into mm-hmm. the uh, culinary world. And uh, she was kind of intimidated by that live fire aspect. And I was like, once you start cooking live fire, it's really hard to go back to like a gas grill or any of that stuff. Especially like Matt said, when you start cooking steaks or any of that stuff, man, oh my oh, God, yeah. that's hard to go back. Even your burrs. Yeah. I did, totally. a, uh, I did a live fire picanha last night and it was uh-huh. stupendous. Yep. And then we do it to where you... Where we're gonna have uh, hang, you know, where you can hang stuff like that. Where if you want to actually, like, even hang a tomahawk, you can over ours. You know, I know they have the cages and stuff, but we're gonna have it to where you can do that on our 
adjustable San Marias too. I love it. Which very awesome. cool. Thank you. Well, Mike, thank you so much for taking uh, time out of your obviously busy day. Um, you know, building a bunch of rotisseries and and other stuff. To uh, we to focus on that us. for the hour, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, hopefully we stirred the pot a little bit. I think this is going to be a real fun episode. I think people are going to enjoy it. Um, and uh, yeah, man, you you know, I, like I said at the very beginning, like you know, we we just met a few months back in Chicago. And uh, I, I came home from Chicago and told my wife, I was like, man, if we ever move to the Dallas area, we're going to hang out with this guy, Mike, and his wife all the time because he's badass. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, man. So I'm not sure if that, that'll ever happen. You know, it's it, what, what, when you're in California, it's, it's, it's very hard to leave, especially when your whole family's here and whatnot. But yeah. uh, again, thank you. That, I'll tell you that. Say that again? That enough people figured it out. Uh, how to leave? Yeah. 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 Yes. I remember when I left, I was, uh, you know how difficult it was to find uh, moving uh, trucks? They were mm -hmm. like coming coming into California. It was like almost free. Trying to get one out of California was super expensive because everybody was leaving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're going to charge, right? Weren't they trying to pass some bills where you, if you leave, you have to pay a tax or something? Uh, I, I, I heard about that, but uh, my income would, wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, sure. Uh, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna tax all the millionaires who leave. Well, <laughs> fine by me. See you guys later. Oh, move yeah. to Texas. Oh, yeah. 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 It's my heart near, but it's, it's, it's hot. It's yeah. hot. That's one thing I've heard most Californians complain about when they, they get here. They love it, but a lot are like, man, this, the, this, the heat. You know, it's, it's yeah. unbearable, but yeah, I lived, in, I, lived in, I lived in Houston for eight years. And so it was hot and it was swampy. Yep. Oof. That was not that bad. Yeah. I wish the lake was up because we all come visit. We could got a lake and all that stuff, but it's, we've had such a drought here. It's low. Yeah. Hmm. It's okay. Sometime in the future. Yep. We'll get in there. We'll splash around. Um, so again, thank you so much, Mike, for taking the time and, um, and Matt as well. Thank you. Sorry, I'm in and out of the shop. I'm no, man, you're good. You're good. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, means the world that, that you guys would come on and uh, chit chat with us. Um, and then again, to everyone that listened, thank you so much. If you have not already subscribed to this podcast, what the hell are you doing with your life? Go subscribe. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. And also, if you have not already signed up for and subscribed to Embers TV, do it now. You can use the code podcast, get a deal on your first year of Embers TV, and uh, it would mean the world to us. We have some really exciting things coming up in the near future. So um, I think this is it. Thank you all for tuning in, and uh, we will we will catch you. We will catch you next time. Sign up now. Sign up now.